Manx Radio Podcasts, powered by Shaw. Women Today. So as part of the Masters course, we, uh, we do a, a two-week field course in Kenya. Um, so it's just to give people a bit more experience doing um, fieldwork conservation. So towards the end of our two and a half weeks um, in Kenya, we went to a village in Samburu, which is in the north of Kenya. Um, and it's a village called Umoja Uwasu. Umoja means unity stayed in the campsite that's run by the village. There's been some quite sensationalist headlines about it, but it's basically a village that is just women. So it's men are allowed in the village, but they can't stay there unless they're the children of the women who run the village. So in Kenyan culture and Samburu culture, um, women are quite sort of, they're sort of seen second class citizens. They don't have many rights. In 1990, there was, 15 women from different communities who had either been ostracised by their community for various reasons or decided that they were going to leave um, their husbands, leave their communities, their families because of the abuse that they'd received. And these 15 women, um, just amazingly brave women, they got together and created this community, Emoja. So they've, they've been there for 28 years. I think it started with 15 women and they've been joined by people along the way. Um, and now there's 50 women and I think about 200 children there as well. And it's like a, it's a safe haven for women from uh, the abuse that they can sometimes uh, receive from husbands or from members of the community, um, but to try and build about better lives for them and their children. And, you know, you say brave. I mean, it, it must must have been such a difficult thing to do because I dread to think how the men themselves reacted to this. They, they certainly, I'm imagining, won't have just allowed the women to go off and do this. <laughs> well, it's, it's a bit difficult. So some of the women kind of walked away and other women were ostracised by the villages. So it's a bit of a controversial area. Some, some of the women who, were, who founded the village were actually um, were raped by... Uh, members of the, an army barracks that's close by that's been there for about 50 years when they told their husbands and they told their families and the village about it um, the status of women is such that they basically were beaten and then kind of cast out of their communities so some of them had to find something else and somewhere else to live um, and other women yeah they've walked away from their husbands and they've had mixed reactions and um, certainly once the village was established and they've had sort of success um, in, in various different areas. It's been really hard for them, obviously, um, and especially in the early days, the, the police support wasn't necessarily there either, um, but that's sort of changing, and particularly the, like the chairwoman of the, of the community, Rebecca, she's been fighting for, um, for more support from the police, which seems to be more forthcoming now. Like you said, it has become a bit more known now, this to the Western world. And partly, I suppose, because I think that the women are sort of making use of, of the tourist trade, aren't they? To sort of sell yeah. beads and crafts and things that they're making because they have to, to survive in some way. Yeah. And so there are sort of more Westerners aware of the village now. And there's this fa- fascinating video. Um, and it was a, a female presenter who who went in to sort of experience the village. But then she did go and meet with some men as well and interviewed them because I was fascinated to, th- to sort of see... Mm-hmm how the men had reacted to this and some of the language that the men were using was you just can't even imagine having this so one of them was saying that uh, the woman does not leave the man uh, when my wife left the elders just advised me to get another wife but at the same time it sounds like the women of this village are going out of the way to try and sort of gently educate the men because they do allow yeah. some men in the village don't they 
Yeah, so, I mean, the, they, the men, yep, the, like I say, the sensationalist headlines that have been like the women-only village or men banned from the village, it's not the case. They are allowed in, but if the, the only people that can stay there, the only men that can stay there are the children of the women who, who live there. Um, and that's obviously to create a safe place for women who have been abused and have experienced that, um, that horrendous experience. Yeah, but they are slowly sort of making those changes um, some of the changes that they, they have in the village are things like all children go to school regardless of gender. So in Samburu culture, women, uh, girls don't necessarily get to go to school. Um, so that's something that they've changed and all of their children go to, go to school and they've actually, through the fundraising that they've done, they've funded for all their children to be educated. Something else that they've, they've, they've brought in in the village is that um, female genital mutilation, which is again traditional in sort of Kenyan culture, Samburu culture. It is becoming less common, but it's totally banned in the village. Um, so yeah, the female circumcision just doesn't happen there. Um, and also um, child marriage. So in, in different villages, there's children, girls as young as 12, marrying men who may be old enough to be their grandfather. Um, and again, that's and, and, and not by their own choice. They don't get to choose who they marry. Um, and that's something that doesn't happen in Umoja. Women can choose when they marry and they choose who they marry. Um, so they're small changes, or they seem like the small changes, but um, in that culture, it's massive. It's it's totally like changing the way that that the people in that village grow up. So that also the boys that grow up in that village, they then have a totally different perspective on how to treat women. So those small changes will make big changes. And that that's so positive to hear. And in a way, you've sort of answered what my next question would be because I I, I was going to mention the fact that I suppose it is. It is sort of a fine balance, isn't it, really, yeah. from protecting the women and especially when you talk about the young women and educating them uh, and sort of educating them in the correct way and not sort of just bringing them up to be men haters, which, you know, that, that, that could be a concern. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's definitely not, not what Emoja does and it's not what the, the women there want to do. And it's there's there are other villages like this that have come up. There's a number of different villages around Kenya that, that are women-only villages. Um, that small cultural change is, is happening and it, it will snowball and, and you know eventually, slowly but surely, those changes will, will happen. The, the stories that they were telling us, and particularly Rebecca um, was telling us, that they've, they've gone through all, all that and they've come out of it the other side and, and that they've found a community and they've founded a community that supports supports them and supports each other um, they pool all of their funds and resources so if any of them have are having a hard time if they're sick then then the community funds go to supporting the, the those those families that are having those hard times it was really hard to hear those stories because you never want to hear about another human being going through those things but it also was incredibly optimistic and incredibly hopeful that that there are people who go through these things and, and come out the other side and, and what they want to do is is to fight for other people to not have to go through those things. So it was incredibly optimistic and hopeful. And actually, by the sound of things, a lot of the things you're talking about as well, I, I think there is a lot for us to learn from that, isn't there? Yeah, I think the sense of community that they have is is quite incredible and, and the fact that they are there to support each other and that one family going through hardship will be supported by another family and I think that that sense of community and it is there in other cultures and a lot of sort of South Pacific cultures
on the Isle of Man, we, we definitely have it more than other areas, but I think it's something that we could definitely sort of grasp back more, and especially in such a small, a small and beautiful place, I think we could value each other more and support each other more. Women Today. Don't sit in the slow lane. Join the fast lane right now with Shaw's all-new Superfast Plus Broadband. Enjoy more bandwidth, amazing speeds and the best value on the island from just £23.95 per month. So don't be left behind. Get a piece of the high-speed action with Superfast Plus Broadband from Shaw. For details, visit our stores in Douglas, Ramsey and Port Erin or click shaw.com. Love being Shaw. Terms and conditions apply.